Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week, uh, this is kind of a bittersweet episode because a couple of weeks ago we lost Kevin Conroy, who's the voice of Batman in so many things, but probably most well-known as Batman from Batman the Animated Series and everything uh, animated from New Batman Adventures, Batman Superman Adventures, Justice League, Justice League uh, Unlimited, and so on. Uh, so this show is kind of a, 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 a to honor Kevin Conroy, but also because I don't think we've done top five Batman the Animated Series episodes uh, before. So uh, some yay stuff, but also some sad stuff uh, tackled behind that. Now, mm-hmm. when you say this is this, let me do Matthew here, everybody. When you say Uh-oh. Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. does that include New Batman Adventures? Because technically it was just kind of a. Uh, half-ass redesign of the the characters, just but like, there really wasn't a break between seasons, uh, and it just got a, a name change. Mm-hmm. And I would say mm-hmm. yes, yes, you can include yeah, episodes track. of the new Batman Adventures. Um, uh, but the question that uh, Rodrigo might ask then is, mm-hmm. what about a Return Mask of the, the Phantasm? Phantasm? Mask of the Phantasm. And the answer is no, Rodrigo, yeah. because this episode is episodes of. And Mask of the Phantasm and the Mr. Freeze one were both movies. And The Return oh. of the Joker, also a movie. So none of those in the list this week. Which what, about the entirety, what about the entirety of Batman Beyond? Uh, that one, I you could put yeah. a stretch on that if you wanted to. I didn't include any of those. I just included, I didn't either. I'm I just curious. Young, young Kevin Conroy ones. Yeah that, yeah, that would be the stretch to go out that far, uh, technically, that he's in there. Yeah, so there were three Batman the Animated Movies. Matthew, the first one was uh, The Mask of the Phantasm. And then the second one was this Mr. Freeze direct-to-video right. movie. Yeah, Sub-Zero, and, right? Yeah, Sub-Zero, that's right. Correct. Uh, not to be okay. confused with the Mortal Kombat game. Uh, oh, I loved him yeah. in Mortal Kombat. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, The Return of the Joker, which is... I would say, if you're going to watch right. that, ladies and gentlemen, watch the, which is director's, the director's cut, the unedited version of that movie because it it's yes it is more terrifying and horrifying but i think it's a much no, better story that worse no no it's it's <laughs> there so top five batman the animated series episodes rodrigo what do you have for your number five uh my number five is season one episode 56 uh harley and ivy mm-hmm. oh that was almost uh, on my list that's on my almost rants sure sure uh, I, I really like this episode because like I was there when it happened. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was there when they discovered that these two characters actually have a lot of chemistry together and, mm-hmm. you know, when they were written to have chemistry together, but you know, that sort of thing is, is half the, the writers and the people involved and half, yeah, happenstance and how, how the uh, public already perceives the characters. And yeah, the moment that they put uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy together, it was electric, right? It's like, we're like, I, we're not sure what's happening here, but we like it. Uh, are um, you talking about just their chemistry or the fact that uh, Warner Brothers was secretly coding these, these uh, as a couple, as a, as a well, gay couple? I, I think that the... Secretly? <laughs> okay, so first off, I don't think it was Warner Brothers doing that. I think it was like the yeah, Paul Dini and yeah, the actual him. creatives <laughs> yeah. doing that. Um, second, I mean, it was because 
obviously now when we look back on it uh, 150 years later, uh, it it all seems pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> but back in those days, it wasn't. You that's how you got stuff past the censors and. Um, Warner Brothers cartoons had been getting stuff past the censors for a few years by then, and and this is the them perfecting that that formula. Um, yeah, it's it's also just a fun show. It's mm-hmm. also a show, or, or yeah, it's it's a it's an episode where like because you are on Poison Ivy side of things, um, you also start like it, it also kind of starts up the question of. Is Poison Ivy actually wrong to do the things she does? Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, we'll see become more and more is of a question really as a we go. Yeah, is she really a villain? So, yeah, yeah Harley and Ivy, uh, my number five. Yeah. All right. Matthew, what do you have for your number five? The thing for Batman the Animated Series with me is that I have never rewatched it. And I wasn't an avid watcher back in the day. But there are episodes that kind of stick in your memory, stick in your mind. And Mm -hmm. I feel like much as with Gilligan's Island, I'm really conversant in episodes, but I haven't sat down and, you know, watched all of them. So I was actually looking at the list and going, I have no idea what this episode is. I've I've never heard of this one. This one sounds terrible. Uh, But one that stuck with me simply because of one perfect, beautiful sequence is, I want to say it's technically an episode of the adventures of batman and robin uh and i mm-hmm. want to say that it's like season two of that episode 11 but it's baby doll yeah yeah yeah. and oh, baby, baby doll a good baby one. doll is one of those yes it's killer and it's one of those that i really enjoy when this show kind of cuts its own territory makes its own path through batman and the thing with baby doll is that up until Batman, the animated series, there was a whole lot of tee hee, ha ha. All of Batman's villains are, you know, seriously uh, mentally ill and they all have issues that if he'd stop punching them, someone could fix. But when you really get down to it, this show kind of made that into a thing where every Bat villain has to have that problem. And Baby Doll is wonderful because Baby Doll is a grown woman who looks like a tiny baby girl. And she looks like she's about eight. And this has made her life miserable. She wants to be an act. She is an actress, but she's always going to be that child actress from a sitcom 30 years ago. And when you get to the end of the episode, when she's in the fun house and she turns to the fun house mirror that, you know, warps everyone else that makes her look like a grown woman and just stops dead. And screams and smashes the mirror. I'm just like, oh my God. I literally at that point, I felt like I had more, more sympathy and more love for baby doll than I did for any of the classic villains and maybe for Batman himself. Just a wonderful episode. And then Batman hugs her and mm-hmm. lets her cry. And it's so yeah. wonderful. It's such a, an odd take, you know, in a modern context on Batman, but yeah, it's a great episode. One of my very favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my number five is uh, episode uh, 35 from the Batman, the animated series. Almost got him. This is one that barely features Batman <laughs> at all because it is the tale of uh, seven of Batman's rogues, a gallery sitting around playing poker with five of them telling the time that they came closest 
to killing Batman. And so we get it from uh, Catwoman's <laughs> perspective. We get it from uh, Poison Ivy's perspective and Two-Face and Penguin. And Killer Croc is always like, I threw a rock at him and I almost got him. And that's his <laughs> whole story. Uh, so it's really, really good just because we get these different takes on how each of the villains perceives Batman as their as their foil and how they are. It's one of those tales. Um, I forget what the it's not a tall tale. I mean, it's a tall tale competition thing, but it's the one of who can best mm-hmm. tell the story of how they almost became the hero in the story by killing Batman. And it's really nice because you get these really short mini stories that are packed with adventure as uh, as they're, you know, as mm-hmm. uh, I, I, uh, Poison Ivy is doing something, Scarecrow is doing something, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's just really well done in uh, how they do it. And then the surprise is uh, Batman's been there the entire time. So, yeah, mm. this is this is a good one. Number five. <laughs> almost got him. Yeah. Uh, almost got him is my number I don't one. see how that's your number five. Oh, that's your number it's one. My Rodrigo? number two. OK, mm-hmm. so, uh, Rodrigo, why is it your number one? Uh, it's got a lot going for it. I really like the episodes. I mean, as you can see from like episode counts, right? My last one was episode 56 of the first season. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of episodes of Batman. Yeah. Because um, it was fact, like a weekly show. In fact, all of all of my selections are from the first season. Because wow. got to the end of the first season and I was like, I already have too many. <laughs> um, so uh, almost got um is a, a world-building show, right? You get mm-hmm. to see things from the point of view of the villains. But on top of it, it's also still a Batman episode because as it turns out, there's a like second mystery that needs to be solved, um, at least in one of these stories, right? And there's like a... Um, after you hear all the villains say almost got him, then at the end you get to hear Catwoman in a different sense say almost yeah. got him. Yep. So it, it does a lot. Mm-hmm. The episodes like these do a lot to build up the mystique of Batman while also allowing us to still have a very normal and grounded Bruce Wayne, right? It's like I feel mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. current stories of Batman, Batman has to be really extreme like either you have the thing where like where you know the 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 writers say yeah batman's the real thing bruce wayne is the mask or you're like well bruce wayne would have to be really messed up in order for him to go through the things that he goes through to be batman um in an episode like almost got him it you see from seeing it from the villain's perspective and what they put up with and what they do to him it still allows you to then see like that very normal, well-adjusted Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and, and, and have that be like a legit thing where you're like, yeah, Bruce Wayne puts on the thing and becomes Batman. He, there is like a, there's a separation mm-hmm. there and it exists and they can both exist. Yep. Matthew, why was it your number two? Right. It's my number two, because as much as I just said, I love it when the show does its own thing. This is very similar. Uh, I don't know if it's influenced by, but it's very similar to a uh, series of Batman stories that came out a few years before I started reading comics that I happened to buy out of a 10 cent bin. And they were uh, like Batman 290 through 294. Where were you the night Batman was killed? And I Mm. remembered those books and enjoyed them. And I'm like, this episode is that, but it put its new, its own twist on it. It did a similar gimmick. It did a similar thing, but it had a really different take. And I feel like the thing that really, really made it wonderful is that each one of the villains saw Batman differently. Mm-hmm. 
And each one of the villains kind of had their own insight into a part of Batman, you know, especially Catwoman. But you do also have that lovely moment of, I threw a rock at him. Yeah. And of course, you know, for me, you can't beat the uh, cartoon origin of the giant penny in the Batcave. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the real origin, but I'll let them have it because it's an alternate universe. I don't want to spoil uh, uh, anybody's listing if they have it. But the Legends of the Dark mm-hmm. Knight episode is a good counter to Almost Got Him in that sure. uh, Almost Got Him are the villains telling the tales of yeah. of Batman and how they've dealt with him. Legends of the Dark Knight are other people like the citizens of, of Gotham. Yeah, people telling, who don't have a relationship with Batman. Yeah, telling their tale of mm-hmm. who they think Batman is. So you get a, a Dick Sprang version of, of Batman. You get uh, a, literally the Dark Knight Returns version of Batman. And I think one more, there's like three vignettes in Mm -hmm. that one. So if you want kind of a balance between those two, uh, go check out the legends of the dark Knight episode uh, to kind of bookend uh, your, you know, everyone else's take on Batman. So there you go. So, yeah. So it's great to see almost Mm -hmm. got him on everybody's list on this one. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number four? That's probably going to happen again. Probably. Uh, My number four is. Uh, let's see, season one, mm-hmm. <laughs> episode 26, yep. Perchance to Dream. That is my number four as well. <laughs> yep. Um, it's a good one. Uh, it is uh, a, a, a an episode that would get its sort of its counterpart like a decade later uh, in uh, the Justice League with... Uh, for the man who has everything. Mm-hmm. That's right? uh, that's my notes too. I was like, oh, this yep. is this is that version of for the man who has everything. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the the story here is Batman gets knocked out during a uh, during a patrol, and he wakes up, and he's Bruce Wayne. There's no signs of any of his uh, wonderful toys, or Batcave, or Young Ward, <laughs> or uh, anything else. He's married uh, to Selena Kyle. He, yeah, he appears, to, he's like, I think, engaged to Selena Kyle. His parents are alive. Like, he gets to be kind of like a spoiled rich man child, you know, and, and doesn't have any worries. Um, and it's not until, basically, he starts to find, like, the seams of what turns out to be a dream reality that he starts to to freak out and to put it all together and to realize that he is, in fact... The Batman. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? He's he keeps insisting that he's the Batman and he right. and he sees a Batman doing work and getting in the headlines and everything. He's like, no, I'm Batman. And, and slowly uh, uh, Bruce starts to go a little mad. Uh, and, you know, he comes to blows with Batman in a bell tower at the end of the episode until Batman is like, or, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne is like, I know I'm Batman because I picked up a book and I couldn't read any of the words. And right. that's when I knew that I was dreaming. Bum, bum, bum. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he comes out of it. Also, <laughs> this episode is written by Joe R. Lansdale, who is a favorite author of mine. He's the one that write, writes the Happen Ooh. Leonard books that I talk about all the time. So when you get into, you know, Joe R. Lansdale's horror stuff and you see the horror of what's happening in Bruce Wayne, that also takes this episode to a uh, totally different level. So. Uh, that's why it became uh, my number four. So, Matthew, you don't have this one on your list? Nice. I don't, uh, mostly because I don't know that I've seen that one. Matthew, what do you have for your number four? My number four 
is, to the best of my knowledge, the last episode of Batman the Animated Series, which technically, I guess, means the last episode of the new Batman Adventures. Uh, season 5 of 5, episode 24, Judgment Day. The story of a new vigilante in Gotham City who carries a sword for some reason. I guess Justice oh, has a sword. That's a good one. Yeah, and the judge starts just basically cracking down on Gotham City and getting rid of Gotham's worst criminals. And meanwhile, there's a guy going, hey, yes, vote for me. I'll be the new mayor of Gotham City. And also, this guy's awesome. He's ruthless. We shouldn't let Batman coddle these guys and send them to, to Arkham Asylum anymore. We should just kill him with a sword. And so the whole thing kind of goes absolutely pear-shaped. But it has such a wonderful reveal I feel like it's a 30-year-old episode. I'm not necessarily going to ruin everything if I tell you that it's somebody we already know. Yeah. Somebody who already has maybe a problem with multiple personalities, maybe a face or two of them. But the really Janice? wonderful... Yeah, Janice. Janice Joplin. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, but <laughs> when you get to the end, though, you have this moment where, oh my gosh... The reason that the judge was like, oh, I know everything there is to know about Two-Face. But then you also have that's just a terrible ending where Harvey Dent is being sentenced for his crimes. And somebody's like, how do you plead? And he's just like, guilty, guilty. Ugh. It's probably the most subtle acting Richard Mole ever did. I mean, I love Richard Mole. He's like seven feet tall. He was bull on night court. Killer Two-Face. Boy, that episode sticks with me. Just some of the visuals, because the judge dresses like an English barrister. So mm-hmm. he'll be in the shadows and you'll have that long, white, poofy wig. And then you'll see his sword come out of the darkness. You're like, oh, oh, oh he should have had a giant gavel, too. I guess he had part of it. I don't remember. I honestly, like I say, I watch Batman here and there. But I'll tell you, great episode. It's also a good episode for uh, Kevin as Batman because he does a lot of trying to, you know, figure out what's going on and trying to appeal not only to the evil mayor guy, but to his former friend, Harvey. And it's a great ending because he fails. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the guy that he could have maybe even should have saved, he didn't save and he never will save him Mm -hmm. because he's gone forever. And it's just kind of a, a haunting Batman ending. Yeah. Trying to think this, uh, there's another Batman episode. Maybe it was, uh, Oh, it was um, uh, the last episode of uh, the future Batman, Batman Beyond, where Mm -hmm. it has a a bat flying through at the end and it replicates the opening sequence of the very first uh, episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it it has it has Terry flying flying. through the sky. And Mm -hmm. it's like, did you see that? Like the guys in the blimp. And that's a reference to the on leather wing. So, yeah. Every time Mm -hmm. someone says last episode of Batman, I'm always thinking of that as the last episode of Batman, the animated series. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's the last episode of Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond. Yep, 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 true. Uh, So, let's see. Uh, Rodrigo did his number four. Matthew did his number four. Uh, I've done my number four because uh, uh, Rodrigo and I had the same one. Rodrigo, what is your number three? Uh, My number three is, unsurprisingly, another sort of, like, a world building one. Uh, I got Batman in my basement. Oh, that one is a good one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. That one is that one is really nice. 
I, I like it too. And I'm pretty sure we read the story that it's based on. I believe so. Uh, here on the show. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of all that happens is Batman gets poisoned by the penguin. Um, and he is kind of not going to make it. And a little kid finds him and him and his sister, I believe, uh, get him to his basement so that he can recover. And meanwhile, the penguins out looking for them. It's, it's, a. Uh, it's that's kind of all that happens and it just kind of gives you that sort of like uh thing where everybody helps spider-man on the on the subway kind of situation with <laughs> yeah. batman uh, obviously years before um and yeah it goes to show how the regular people feel about batman right and again it's sort of a another little corner to legends of the dark knight for example where um, it's mostly like adults talking about how they perceive Batman, but kids mm-hmm. seem to naturally sort of uh, trust Batman. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's a it's it's a super fun one. It's one where like Batman is not the main character, um, as you can see from like a lot of my list. I I like that because it actually does a lot of work for the main character. Right. I you know I'm a big fan of. Uh, link uh for a doctor who because it tells you a lot about the doctor and the doctor is barely in it right so mm-hmm. this is the sort of this is a sort of show or this is a sort of episode that sticks with me mm-hmm. yep uh very good um my uh, matthew what do you have for your number three my number three i'm almost certain is going to be on somebody else's list but it is quite possibly one of my favorite appearances of a favorite actor uh, 18th episode of season one, I believe. Beware the gray ghost. That is my number one. That is yep. my number two. Ha ha! We got it. Two trifectas, <laughs> ladles and jelly spoons. Two of them. It's such a strong episode. And I feel like it's really, really hard to do Batman's origin over and over and over. And it's really hard to do Batman's origin in a way that feels unique and feels fresh. And taking that little bit of, you know, in the comics, he was inspired by Zorro, but we don't own Zorro. Let's do something else. Let's take into account maybe the pulp origins. Let's do something really metatextual and also really great. And also featuring some of the best stunt casting in the world. Yeah, that's cool. We're going to give Adam West money and it's just, it's going to be a license to print more. That is how the whole thing works. And I feel like the fact that the gray ghost actually does eventually migrate into comic book continuity is proof enough that this episode is just absolutely killer. Yeah. Uh, for me, this, you know, I do not pay a whole lot of attention to, to voices in stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but this is the first time it's like when this aired, I remember watching it when it aired going, who's that voice? How do I know that voice? And I was like, that sounds like Adam West. And then I was watching, I, you know, I, uh, was recording it at the same time and I played it back and frame by frame. Yeah, sure enough. That's Adam West. And then, that moment that you realize that Simon Trent, you know, it's almost like they created the gray ghost specifically for Adam West to play the character because Mm -hmm. Adam West's career and Simon Trent's career, uh, basically mirror each other at the point that this episode aired. I don't think Adam West was doing much of anything at the time. I don't think, remember he was in that like little silly comedy detective show, uh, yeah, he was Adam Westing. I think about this time he did an episode of 
Goosebumps with a similar theme. Maybe where he maybe was, that's what it was, but he was yeah, definitely he was like not the galloping the galloping galooper or something. Yeah, he was that. definitely not doing a whole lot, and so I feel like Beware the Great Ghost is kind of like Adam West's return to popularity because everybody who grew up watching, uh, you know, Batman sixty six, mm-hmm. uh, now are old enough and working in the industry. To say, oh, let's put Adam West in here. Remember Adam West? What's he doing now? Well, let's get him in this sure. TV show. Let's do him in this TV show. And then you have, you know, of course, his his long run on Family Guy uh, and just doing a whole bunch of other stuff. So I really look at the Beware the Great Ghost as one of those yeah. real meta episodes where they're like, hey, everybody has somebody that inspired them to be, you know, who they are. In Batman's case, it was the Great Ghost. In Batman the Animated Series case, it was Batman 66. And so that is what makes this episode just so, so good Uh, that, uh, yeah, it's if you ask, it is always going to be my number one Batman uh, animated episode. Rodrigo, why is it your number two? Uh, It uh, uh, for all for all the reasons you said, interestingly, I had to, like, go and find out about it because I watched the 66 Batman in Spanish. So I didn't Mm -hmm. know what Adam West sounded like. Mm -hmm. Right. but um, it's it's one of those things where you can where like you can really see that it was like the right amount of time, right? And and now that I'm ancient, I, I see this happen over and over again. Where I know that when the '66 Batman came out, there were Batman fans who were like, "This is garbage! Like, why? <laughs> why are they having Batman do this?" Um, and but between that and I don't know, 1992 or whenever um, enough time had passed that kids that had seen that grew up and they were like, yeah, this is part of who Batman is. Let's add that back into our stuff. And you see that over and over and over again with every, every decision that was ever good or bad um, with these characters that continue to exist long after their creators and, and, and for decades and decades their origins and things about them get remixed meta aspects of them are brought into the actual continuity of things um things that were in jokes or whatever become serious aspects of the character Mm -hmm. um and and beware the great ghost is just a great example of that there's a really great meta not beyond just the stunt casting bit there's another in cartoon reference to the tv show itself in that uh, the gray ghost posters that they have mm-hmm. in the background are the exact same poster from the, of the promo and actually the in credits uh, title of, of the silhouette of Batman against the red moon. Uh, they also mm-hmm. do that with the gray ghost in that as well. And it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, for everybody that pays attention to the in credits, look at this. We've got the gray ghost uh, poster that does the exact same thing. So nice. that's very, very cool. All right. Uh, so that was Matthew's number three. My number one, Rodrigo's number two. My number three, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep this all straight. My number three is one that uh, is interesting on a couple of cases. This is a new Batman Adventures. It's the only one that's not part of the Batman animated series titled uh, specifically. But this is the new Batman Adventures episode, Mad Love. Um, if you are not familiar with this one, it's episode 24. This is the one where Harley Quinn is really uh, you know, trying to have fun with uh, Puddin, the Joker, and he just yeah. keeps like, leave me alone, woman. I'm not into happy fun times right now. Just get me out. And finally, he just like, get out of here, throws her out on her on her uh, behind. 
And she's like, I can't believe that he treats me this way. And it is this really emotional look at how Harley Quinzel is taken in and conned by the Joker every step of the way and falls for him uh, in, in just a crazy way to where she doesn't realize until the very end of the episode that she's in a horribly abusive relationship and she needs to get out, uh, especially when uh, the Joker basically is going to leave her to die and Batman has to save her. And she's basically like, I'm done with I'm done with the Joker. You know, this is the end of him. Uh, of our relationship with him. And then as she's recovering in the hospital, she sees a flower from the Joker that he sent her. And she's like, Oh, and then you know that she's right back into that abusive relationship. This is such a really, this is a great story. Number one, it's fascinating on a number of different levels because this episode was so popular that Paul Paul Dini and Bruce Tim turned it into a comic book adaptation of the episode. The comic came first. I don't think so. I think it came out mm-hmm. after, but may, uh, nope. whichever way it happened. Uh, but then this also then was the introduction of Harley Quinn into the comic book universe. Yep. So it, it has a lot of different uh, things about it that are um, that make it really good. But the fact that here's this abusive relationship and we see how Harley got into it. And even though she is a psychiatrist, and knows that she's in a bad relationship at the end, she can't get out of it. So it makes it an incredibly yeah. sad story uh, at the end as well. So it's kind of horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So that is uh, my number three. All right. Uh, let us see where we're at in our numbers twos. Rodrigo, what was your number two was beware the gray ghost. Yeah, I'm out. I played all my cards. Oh, you played your all your cards. Okay. Uh, Matthew, what is your number two? My number two was almost got him. So, okay. So we're back to my number two. This mm-hmm. one is one that I think is, I have to, let me look really quick. Um, I think it is a two-parter. Uh, it was so good that it won an Emmy. Um, it is Robin's Reckoning. This, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It, yeah part is one is Robin's Reckoning. The part two uh, follows up on that. I think it may have had a different name, but maybe it was the same one. But Robin's Reckoning is really cool because it it shows us the relationship uh, uh, between uh, Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne and Robin and Batman, right? So we get to see how uh, we get to see the whole uh, circus thing where the parents die and how they deal with the parents' death is fascinating, right? Because uh, Dick is sitting there watching his parents and he sees the ropes about to snap and he yells out and you see his mom uh, leap out and grab uh, his dad's uh, hands and then they swing out of frame and then you hear a gasp or you don't hear a gasp. You see the... Uh, trapeze come back in with just the broken rope and then you hear the audience gasp and it's so well done just in how do we portray someone getting killed without showing them falling (laughs) and lying in a crumpled heap on the on the floor of the uh, of the Haley circus and then as the episode progresses we get to see how dick becomes robin and then as he grows up they finally figure out who killed uh, dick's parents and he wants to go out for revenge And Batman is like, no, you're grounded. You stay here. I will deal with this Uh, because this is you are not in the in the in the frame of mind to go deal with this uh, correctly. You're going out for revenge as opposed to going out to stopping and uh, avenging a murder. And uh, it ends up with Robin saying, you know, screw you, old man, and going out and trying to do everything himself. It it is a two parter. And um, 
and he almost, you know, he almost uh, kills somebody. He almost kills uh, uh, Tony Zuko in this. Mm -hmm. And Batman stops him and they realize the error of the ways. And and you start to see a little bit of a break between these two as mentor, mentee, uh, you know, sidekick uh, boss. So that when we do get into the Batman... The new Batman Adventures, the Bat- I forget which one it is that has. Uh, yeah, I think it is the new Batman got, Adventures. Yeah, the new Batman's that has or the Batman uh, Superman Adventures, maybe. Yeah, because then you have t- you, you then that's when you introduce Tim and Dick and Batgirl as your main your main characters in that show. But mm-hmm. yeah, you start to see that kind of divide and how yes, we are still a team, but maybe I don't need to listen to you all the time, Batman. Uh, so Robin's Reckoning is a great one at number two. For me, uh, Emmy winner also. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now we're up to the top of our list. My number one is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodrigo's number one is gone. Mm-hmm. Matthew, what do you have for your number one? It is all me, baby. This is actually one that I remember incredibly well. Uh, if you were listening a couple of weeks ago when Steven suggested we do this episode, I actually said the name. My number one is heart of ice. Yeah. Also, what it's all in my all uh, almost rands or also rands. Yeah. Um, it's an Emmy winner, so there's two Emmy winning episodes uh, in in our list this week. This is something that I did not realize, and I actually discovered all of this when I was doing uh, very recently to this recording. Hello, future people! I did a retro review at Major Spoilers of the first appearance of Mister Freeze as Mister Zero back in 1959. Uh, in that issue, Mister Zero has no real name. Mr. Freeze doesn't come back for another 12 years, at which point he still doesn't have a real name. Throughout the 70s, he bounces around. Throughout the 80s, he's kind of here and there. It is literally not until the 14th episode of Batman the Animated Series in 1992 that Mr. Freeze becomes compelling, that he becomes Victor Freeze, that he's driven by the loss of his... uh, the seeming almost lost his frozen wife whom he can't save but whom he's turned into a monster in the hopes of he could save but everything that he does just makes it worse and worse and Mm -hmm. i remember watching this episode and i remember uh, at the time my roommate carl was shocked at the fact that mr freeze had uh there was i think it was either a bystander i think it was one of his henchmen actually got frozen and it's like uh, early on yeah yeah. Then rather than chase the villain, Batman stops to help the henchman. And you see the henchman's friend go, Oh my God, Joey. And they're like, Oh, is he going to die? He's been frozen. And Batman is literally saving him. So Mr. Freeze nearly kills one of his own henchmen. Batman saves this guy's life. But of course, that makes, you know, Batman sick i think he gets a cold which is a a, it's a myth by the way Mm -hmm. you can't you can't get a cold from being expressed to cold cold is a virus but more importantly uh my grandmother told me if you cover your head uh, with an armored cowl with spikes you can't get a cold but nonetheless the story goes on and it is so incredibly tragic it is literally the definition of tragedy, the more he wants to fix everything he's done, the worse things he does and makes it all worse. And he doesn't realize it. And you're like, wow, this Mr. Freeze finally has a hook. And for the last 30 years, Mr. Freeze has been, I wouldn't say maybe one of the top tier villains, but definitely like intercontinental title level bat villains, you know, a recurring 
upper mid card guy who will pop up. He's up there with you, like your black masks and uh, your, I don't know, your Timothy Twisteds and that guy who turns into a pickle. I don't know. But you do have very close to, and maybe even like the bottom of like the top row, you got your Joker, your Penguin, your Catwoman at the very top. Mr. Freeze is now officially after 40 years of nothing because of this episode. He's right up there. And that, that is the thing that this show did so well. This show took things that we knew and went, oh yeah, this boring, stupid thing that nobody in comics has figured out what to do with for 40 years. Here's a nearly freaking flawless episode. Yeah. Good luck. Goodbye now. Yeah. Beyond just trying to create uh, Victor Freeze as a sympathetic villain. Mm-hmm. It also is an episode that really puts into question: Is Batman really right in this case? Why mm-hmm. is he Why is he so concerned about beating the crap out of out of uh, Mister Freeze uh, as opposed to having some sympathy for the guy and maybe figuring out how to help his wife who is frozen because of an accident? And so mm-hmm. you do get a, a sympathetic character in Mister Freeze, Nora, uh, but you also start to then question is Batman right? You know, is, is he right and justified in doing what he's doing? Or is he, is he almost as bad as Mr. Freeze in many cases? Because what drives Batman is kind of the same thing that drives Mr. Freeze. They're both driven by, by the loss of loved ones. And Mm -hmm. in Mr. Freeze's case, he's trying to commit all these crimes so he can get the funds. And so he can get revenge on the people that, um, you know, really he doesn't, he won't admit that he's the one that caused his wife's uh, death, but yeah. he's trying to get revenge on everybody who he thinks led up to this. Uh, and Batman's doing the same thing. He just wants to fight crime because that's what took out his parents. So uh, Heart of Ice, I knew you put it as your number one, but the where mm-hmm. the gray goes still my number one. But Heart of Ice is definitely in my almost rands uh, in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only five slots. Yeah. Right. Um, the only other we thing can... I, I already mentioned, Legends of the Dark Knight already, Harley and Ivy, Heart of Ice are in my also rands. The one that's mm-hmm. in my actual number six slot is mm-hmm. the two part two face episode where sure. one of the things that was really fascinating about the show when it started was that Harvey Dent was just a lawyer, an actual friend of Batman. You know, he wasn't right. this horribly scarred uh, person. And yet as the first couple of episodes, I mean, this is a season one that I want to say it's like the first 12 episodes uh, mm-hmm. two face. Um, you start to see Harvey start to lose it, lose it. Yeah. Yeah. To the point that when he's in the accident in the factory and has his face blown off, it just becomes totally uh, appropriate then for him to become this villain two face in, in that two parter. And I just remember at that end of, of, uh, of part one, you know, his fiance comes to the hospital looking for him and he's not in bed and she comes running down the hallway and it's lightning out and he's down, you know, silhouetted by the, by the uh, window and he's torn off his bandages. And then you just see this flash of lightning. You just see this scarred horrid face of his, and he takes off into the night while she's screaming for Harvey to come back. So that was my, that was my number six slot uh, in the almost rands. Do you guys have an almost ran Rodrigo? Uh, yeah, I liked um, Joker's wild, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which uh, I forget which one, which episode it was, but um, it's still in the first season. I never made it out of the first season. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen episodes in the other seasons, but, uh, this is like a guy has the absolutely genius and 
a horrifying idea that uh, he's going to build a casino themed on the Joker, like the actual <laughs> Joker, the criminal, mm-hmm. um, because basically he wants to collect the insurance when the Joker blows it up. And of course, it goes horribly wrong for him. But yeah. I just thought when I saw that, I was like, God, what a genius premise for a show like some oh, some like idiot rich bro is like, oh, I know what I know what I'll do. I'll mess with the most criminally insane person in the world. Um, that that'll that'll surely end end well for me. Yeah, that'll, there's a couple of episodes like that. There's uh, Joker Fish, obviously, where the Joker tries yeah, Joker to copyright his likeness, yeah, and they're I like, "No, you can't one. do that one." And then there's one, and I forget which what the title of the episode is, but uh, there's this average Joe guy that's just you know, driving to work one day and somebody cuts him off and oh, like yeah. starts yelling at the guy and it turns out he's yelling at the Joker and he's like, holy crap, uh, the Joker's coming after me. And the Joker's like, uh, I'm, I know your name. I know your address. That's one of these days, Joker's gonna... as the Joker's favor, favor, oh, or something that's like Joker's that favor. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to the point where it ends, where this little timid guy finally stands up to him for himself and punches the Joker out at the end. So that, that one's pretty good. Yeah. I like that first uh, man bat reveal. That was kind of yeah, cool. yeah. That was episode one on leather wings. That one's really good, and it's really weird that they start with yeah, on such leather a, wings. What a choice! Like they mm-hmm. could have really, they could have just really sunk yeah. this well, on and, that first episode, right? Yeah, but they so, went, all, they went for it. If I remember correctly, there's an episode order, and then there's the release order. So maybe I'm trying to think. Uh, leather wings is episode one, but for some reason, I think they had a Catwoman Joker episode uh, on the premiere night mm-hmm. uh, as two back-to-backs. And so people are always like, oh, no, Leather Wings isn't the first episode. But it's like, no, it is the first episode. And you're right. right. It is just this, wow, that is that is a way to go on to it. And if you got Man Bat and Batman, I mean, that kind of makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the top five, the a- Batman, the animated series <laughs> well, episodes. Technically, uh, instead of three top fives, we had seven total. But no, that's okay. We, we threw in a bunch of uh, also ran. So I'm sure yeah, you've some, got a good, uh, there. good uh, 15, 20 episodes to watch. There are hundreds of episodes. Go and watch them. Go and get the uh, the uh, behind the scenes guides and all that stuff, because they do reveal a bunch of fascinating information in there. And why don't you head over to the Major Spoilers Discord server? There is a link in the show notes. You can join for free. Jump into the top five channel and share your top five Batman, the animated series episodes. That's new Batman adventures. That's the adventures of Batman and Robin. That is Batman Beyond. If you want to throw it in there, put an asterisk by that You get one. one Batman Beyond. Yes, you, you can, can have one Batman Beyond and one Batman Superman adventures. See, and everybody I love knows. the fact. Yeah, go ahead. I love the fact that Steven mocks me for like, well, you know, Matthew likes to break the rules. And then he gives us this 15 well, no. page expect- no, because, exceptions to his rules. No, no, because in this case, in this case, you know, you could go by, well, if we're just going by the title of the show, that's one thing. But the right. fact that all they did was uh, change, change the title of the, of the show and do an art refresh because they thought that the series was getting stale. There was no like, Batman the animated series is off the air for two years, and oh, we're bringing it back as the new Batman Adventures. No, it's because right. uh, same Fox, team, just yeah, the Fox WB, and CW. The WB is terrible, well, it was a whole sale thing about moving everything over to Fox uh, at yeah. the time and uh, doing those things. So, uh, you know, they yeah. they had to make these changes to separate the two, but it was basically a continuation of the same uh, Batman series. So, I find it interesting that we none of us have actually mentioned the best Batman the animated series moment of ever. Well, it's Which the, is where the Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff, from from a bumper of from Kids <laughs> WB. Yeah, 
Batman singing Jigglypuff to Robin so that he will go to sleep. That is the best Batman the Animated Series moment. That, that, that was a good one. I, I, I would say if we were if we were going to do uh, best Batman Beyond episodes, definitely for me it would be Egg Baby, in which oh yeah they have to take care of <laughs> in which Terry has to take care of a of a digital egg, but it's like an egg is like the size of an ostrich egg. Right, and and while Batman's you know yelling at him in his ear, and he's trying to you know yeah. fight crime, it's a great episode. I think it won yeah. an Emmy. If I had well. to do a Batman Beyond episode, it would be the Batman. I think it's the Batman Beyond where uh, you've got the future versions of the Justice League, and so, mm-hmm. and the it's Justice also got League static, unlimited. and it's got static mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, I so the one the one with static that's in uh, Justice League Justice Unlimited. Oh, that one's unlimited. Yeah. Okay, so what's yeah. the one that has uh, the robot guy? That was the weirdest crossover in the world. Oh, the Zeta uh, the Zeta yeah, Project. the Zeta Project. So Zeta, that like Batman Beyond had the backdoor pilot for Zeta Project. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. So that one, one so, of those, but definitely anything that, that has Static or the Justice League, Future Justice League, are yeah, are up best there. episode of Batman Beyond was the Soul Power episode of Static Shock, uh, <laughs> where Black Lightning shows up, but he can't call himself Black Lightning. Because Black Lightning didn't actually come out in 1977, but we all know it's Black Lightning, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Tony Isabella's out there wanting money. It's, that's the best the, episode of Batman. The yeah. best Batman, the best animated series Batman moment is most definitely the one that features the Royal Flush Gang, where is it 10 or 8? Oh, the little 10. girl. It's 10. 10 yeah. Yeah. Where she's about to die and her psychic powers are going crazy, and Batman's like, I'll go yeah. in there and I'll take care of this. And everyone's like, holy crap, Batman's going to go in and kill a little girl. And he just goes in. Oh, it uh, tears me up thinking about it. Uh, just she's just sitting on the swing and he goes and sits with her. And uh, she's just like, will you stay with me? And he's like, yes. I, I think I think another one that came out of the Justice League that's also kind of a retrospective thing on Batman has the ventriloquist. And they shoot. Is it Mr. Scarface? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. they shoot the puppet in the head mm-hmm. and he just stops moving. And the ventriloquist is like, Mr. Scarface, speak to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, just like he dies because they shot him. Yep. Yeah. And, and the uh, the best original character beyond Harley Quinn that was introduced in the series is, of course, the Condiment King. The Condiment King. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking us out. Such Jump into nerds. that Discord server. I know we can nerd out about this stuff all day. Uh, Have you ever tried to get go, mustard go out of the share, garment? Go share your... Is the worst man in Gotham. Go share your thoughts over in the Top 5 Discord server. Why? Because everybody loves a list. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.